What is up, chat? What is up, Matt? It is time for two to tango number 11. I have to check every week. Uh, we got Bobby Green, Grant Dawson, Fight Week. I'm feeling good. How are you feeling, Matt? I'm feeling great, Scoob. Man, we're, we're training hard. And I can't wait to have the godfather himself, the legend, Raymond Peter Longo, on the podcast with us today. It's I, I see him in the background. Should I just bring him right in? Just bring him Let's right bring, in? Let's bring him in. I'm bringing him in. There he is. He's hey, here. Shit. Bring me in, or I'm getting the fuck out. That's the. That's the <laughs> bring me in, or let me go. One of the. Uh, wait, hold. Am I am I filling in for Weidman? Is that what I'm seeing on Twitter? Did he yeah. Stood, he stood you up today. He did. He did. He's oh got. He's got God. some family issues going on. And oh uh, yeah, you came in big time for us, Coach. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Who's that? Is that Big Sal? Yeah, it's the bulldozer. The bulldozer. Tell him I owe him a text. He's he's always checking in on me. He's a good guy. I will. I'll let him know. So, coach, man, I'm I'm training hard. How how are we liking how camp's going so far? So far, so good, man. We're ahead of the curve. I think. I think we're doing great today. You'll have a great workout. Uh, yeah, I like I like what we're doing. The sparring looks good so far, and we still got a long way to go. So. I, I think know, you're going right? to keep tightening things up as the weeks go on, and uh, we're going to need it. I think it's going to be a tough fight, but I think it's a it's a fight that's uh, why they have you as that big of an underdog. I think they're making a huge mistake, obviously, but uh, um, we're not overlooking them. We know he's tough, but we know you're tougher, so that's, that's going to be it. a fucking barn burner. That's it, Coach. So let me introduce you to my co-host, Scoob, over here. <laughs> what's up ray i'm a huge what, fan i've been a big fan of your guys's work for a long long time oh thanks and how do you pronounce your first name uh it's well it, I, my name is brandon but i go by scoob like uh i don't know why it's okay. something that started on twitter i started saying and it's uh, become sort of my name my pseudonym oh i got you sued is what so, so short for pseudonym no no scoob like you know scooby oh, doo Scooby Doo, oh, Scooby Doo, I got you. Yeah, I got yeah, you. I got yeah you. like Scoob. You. Yeah, I got you, Scoob. I can't. My, I gotta put my other ear plug in. I think that was it. I was only on one ear. Now I got it. Scoob. I didn't. I didn't even know your Scooby name was Doe. Brandon. Yeah. Yes, my name is Brandon. My real name is Brandon. The big <laughs> reveal of I'm the day. You guys yeah, I'm glad you guys finally got to meet each other. That's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i will be i'll be flying out to long island next uh next week i'll be flying out stopping by the gym and stuff to meet matt in oh, person beautiful. for the first time uh you're gonna you're gonna have a great time you're gonna you i think you're gonna love the training too he, he puts in a really hard work and uh action-packed and uh that's it man you're gonna have a great time yeah it's gonna be a good time uh he's gonna come uh wednesday watch us hit and push and then I'm I'm gonna train Scoob up a little, make sure his hands are right, make sure his kicks are right, and then uh, he's coming in Thursday for that uh, MMA sparring class. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw no, you into, I'm gonna throw you in the Shark Tank, Scoob. Throw me in the deep waters. Get me in there with the purple belt right away. <laughs> yep, yep. So, Coach, Pur I, I had purple belt be a gift. You get the brown belt. <laughs> Coach, I had to ask. So, how how's it? How does it feel to have you know me, Nas, and Bazooka all on the same card, all in training camp together? Um, you know, I, you've you've had that before, right? 
I've had uh, three guys before, yeah. So it feels great. You know what, what feels good is I know how important it is to you guys, and it's exciting, and you're fighting at the Garden, and everybody wants to represent New York, and I think that's a great time. It's just got to make sure everybody gets the right work, and, uh, you know, we do the right thing instead of getting too excited about the Garden. Just make sure the work is there, and then everything else will take care of itself. But, yeah, I'm excited because – I know what it means to you guys, and you, you've been successful at the Garden now, so you look like you're in your groove. You got your fans, everybody screaming steamroller. You got uh, you got good momentum going there. And for Bazooka and Nazma, I think it's, it's, a, it's a dream come true. They're both young guys. And, you know, when I was growing up, you know, to, 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 to fight at the Garden was like the pinnacle, right? Everybody wanted to – that's why the Golden Gloves were so important because the finals were always held at the Garden. And if you made it to the finals – that was considered a big deal. You know, you got to say you fought at the Garden where so many, you know, iconic, great fights have happened. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, know, I mean, does, what would be better, though, bigger. Matt? I, I, yeah, I'll tell you what, what I think you would love even more, though, is fighting at the Coliseum oh, or the yeah. UBS arena because it's more like a Long Island thing. Like when Weidman fought it, there was a huge difference between Weidman fighting at the Coliseum and Weidman fighting at the Garden. I mean, the Coliseum, he just brought the house down. That was that was bordering surrealism. You know what I mean? That was yeah. crazy. It was, uh, but the Garden, you know, as far as name value and you know all of that stuff goes, nothing beats it. But for being growing up on Long Island the way you did, like the Coliseum would be a real nice feather in your cap. And I'm sure you'd have half of Long Island out there for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember I was at the Coliseum when Weidman choked out Gaslam. I was in. How I was crazy in was that? Oh man, I was at the nosebleeds. I was up in the nosebleeds for that fight. I was like training for my contender series fight. I remember, and like I've never heard an arena go as wild when Weidman choked him out and it finished him. It was it was unreal. So yeah, it was crazy, man. Look at look how times change. You're in the nosebleeds. Now you're in. You're on the main card at the garden. Yeah, I, know, I mean, yeah. come on. That's why, you, guys, you just got to stick with it, believe in yourself, and just keep moving forward, man. Even use those losses as learning experiences, and we just keep pushing forward. And I think that's what you see out of everybody that's fighting at the garden. You're gonna have three really, really good fights from guys that really want it. So we just got to make sure we put in the right work, and which we're doing. So and everything else takes care of itself. Yeah, no doubt. And we got this new generation of Saralongo fighters coming now. It's insane. Like, I, you know, I remember when all these guys were amateurs and, you know, I was just getting to the gym. I was an up and coming pro. And now, isn't it wild just seeing these guys' careers? And, and now, now they're here. Now they're in the UFC. Yeah, well, you know, when you've been around for 40 years, you see that a couple of times. Like, there's always a, there's always a turnover, like every seven or eight years. You get yeah. the new guys coming in. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's why, again, you got to look up to Sarah because really he did start everything. You know, I mean, what we did back in 2007 with the GSP fight, you know, I, I, I really mean that he paved the way for all of you guys to believe that, hey, man, if he could do it, I could do it. It's a Long Island thing. And then we just started using that momentum and we moved right into Iaquinta, Weidman, Aljo. Uh, Marab, now you, Nas, Bazooka, Charlie, Dylan, the kid. Uh, I don't even want to say anything because I'll leave somebody out, but that, that just Pompos. I'm just talking about the 55 pounders. I know. Then, you right? know, you got the Lemmy Pompos. Uh, it's, in, Gonzalez. it's insane. It's crazy. But what we did with a little gym is really, really exciting for me. 
And I think it's just the, you know, the culmination of just a lot of years and a lot of guys coming through, like again, starting with Sarah and Drago, uh, you know, just paving the way for all you guys to at least go, man, if it's possible, you know, I think I could do it. And I think that's the beauty of it. And there's not another gym on Long Island has put that many guys in the UFC. I mean, we've, we've really done a great job and I'm, I'm proud of it. And I'm proud of all you guys, you know, you get to see your dreams come true. You change your life forever. And you know, these are memories you take with you forever. I mean, they don't, you know, like that one fight at the garden, the last fight for you, you could, you could live off of that, Matt, if you oh, wanted yeah. to. It's if, all icing you know on I'm the saying? cake like, that's now. How exciting, yeah, that's how exciting it is. You know I mean? Those fights, man, will live on forever. They don't go anywhere. So hats off to you guys. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, so we're all putting in our training, you know, we're all prepping for this fight. But I want I want to hear how your training's going. You got you got you got to make the you got to make the you got to make the walk up the stairs three times. <laughs> yeah, that's that was what that's what I'm training for, Scoop. That's exactly what I'm trying. I just want to walk again. Yeah, the you cheese know? roller was wondering what you'll be doing in the corner three times. If uh, maybe be, bring out a chair for you or something like that. I we got to figure something. I'm hoping by that time I'm really in good shape but right i think i could get away with it now so the time's gonna be good i'm gonna i i got like another week to go and then i'm gonna open up you know what i do too so i just want to see the doctor make sure you know the bone everything's set in the right way and then you know i'm off to the races so we'll, uh, uh, we'll see but i'll be in good shape for that I, I think another week i'll be back in the gym holding pads like, i'm oh, giving yeah. it another week yeah so I mean, uh, just just after that that sparring session with Nas, I remember you're you're standing up, showing me techniques and stuff. You you seem like you're back. You're ready. You you're ready to go already. Yeah, no, back. Yeah, I'm I'm getting there. I'm get, I just want to make sure I do the right thing, you know, by you guys too, because for your fight especially, I man, there's so many important things for a Southpaw, and I think you're getting better and better. And you got the you got a lot of experience now against Southpaws. Those couple of fights go a long way. I don't care how long they are uh you're seeing it better in the boxing class i know you you're, you're not you're not happy a lot of times with the boxing but you're doing fantastic in there and i think that's made a huge improvement the last couple of years just forcing you to deal with those hands and seeing stuff your awareness is way better now you know what i mean so uh man this is going to be an exciting fight scoop i don't know if you're feeling it like i'm feeling it but you know these are two guys that are just going to meet head to head in the center and see what happens no, I've been I've been waiting for this fight. It feels like I I tweeted watching Benoit Saint Denis one of his first fights. I was like, man, this guy feels like the French Frivola. I was like, these guys feel like yeah, they're yeah, just yeah, destined yeah, yeah. to meet. And that was what a year and a half ago. I tweeted that it just feels like this was a match made to happen eventually. Uh, oh crazy. yeah, because I'll tell you, about, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, Matt, we talked when he won or whenever that last fight was against Moises. Uh, I mean, we're coming up with nicknames for the guy, Seek and Destroy, you know, all these crazy nicknames. And he sends me, like, two weeks later, this is who they offered me. I'm like, holy crap, what a tough fight this is. <laughs> but then when I looked at the tapes, I go, you know what, man, this guy might be tailor-made for uh, the steamroller. He's looking yeah. good, man. And, he, yeah, and he's yeah. got dynamite in his hands. So everybody's got to respect that. And I think that's what's going to open up his game completely. Oh yeah, and then that that boxing class. You know, I hated that boxing class. I always, I would always tell coach, I'd be like, I got too many weapons just to use my hands, you know. Yeah. But uh, it really, it really dialed me in, and uh, the way that 100%. we meet, one, 
we cut the we cut the cage in in like four squadrons so it's like close quarters and there's not a lot of room to like move and i think that's that's huge too like uh tuesday night we were boxing and i had uh delemi for two rounds and then i had nas for two rounds and then i had bazooka for two rounds and just you know sparring nas in the entire cage i could use my movement and i could avoid those shots but in those close quarters like I had to have my defense on point because I could not move. I mean, school, come on, man! Three first round knockouts. He's on a three fight win streak with three first round knockouts. Why would you hate the boxing class? Why would you do that? I got too many weapons, coach. Come you on. want to embrace you embrace it when you start kicking guys in the head and dropping them. We'll switch it to a kickboxing class. How's that? Fair that's, enough. Fair that's enough. like one of the things I always hear in the commentary. They'll be like, you know, he's he's got a lot of first round finishes, but maybe he wants to show off he's got a gas tank. He wants to show off his cardio. And I'm just sitting there like, no, he wants the first round finish. That's the that's the easiest way to the paycheck. He doesn't want to show he can get to the third round for it. Like he would love to just get right out of there. Why well, I actually yeah. give him I actually pay him for every time I don't have to go up the stairs. So yeah. he's doing really good. All I have to do with him, I just get in my head. I got to go up once. That's it. And there you so, go. You know what I there mean? So go. if we could have three guys like that, three first round knockouts, that takes that whole 10 times of going up down to three. That sounds good to me. So I'm hope that's what I'm hoping for. That's what yeah. we're training for. Get in and get the hell out. Yep. And, and I like our chances, man. Everybody's looking good. Like boxing yeah. with Nas. And then I'm I'm sparring Nas again on Sunday. Me and him are just getting high level rounds. And then Bazooka looked great too in no, boxing. You guys, you guys, oh yeah, yeah, he's looking good too. Bazooka, everybody looks good. It's just it's all getting the cardio working, making sure you could do what you want to do for 15 minutes straight. And uh, I think you guys are all doing that. So really, really yeah. good stuff. Oh, yeah. And w one of the things that I think is like uh, awesome about our team is, like you said, how the 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 late, later generations would pass down their knowledge. You know, Aljo's always helping everyone. Weidman's always helping. Drago's always Sarah's always helping everyone out. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do with these younger guys. You know, I, I always yeah. I've been talking with Bazooka a lot. I was in Bazooka's same situation. I lost my UFC debut and then they give me my next fight at Madison Square Garden. And it was it was a winner go home fight, and uh, you know just kind of uh, talking to Bazooka, tell him tell him that I went through this as well, and I got through this, and uh, I didn't even win that fight. You know, I, my second fight was technically a draw, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I went in there and and I left everything I had in that cage, and and you know the the dream stayed alive. So I think you know just passing down our experiences, and it's it's we're a family. You know, it's. You yeah. see all these other all these other teams they're like fighting each other and and like the ATTs and stuff but not not here you know here we we help each other achieve our dreams we don't we don't do that Yeah and I'll tell you I'll tell you school for him to even coming off uh his first fight getting knocked out by a guy who got popped for steroid abuse too right he had PED so we don't mention that part either that the guy was jacked up on shit but then they give him Lando Veneta, who's a, a Venata, who's a fucking really tricky, good fighter, man. I mean, the guy can move. So what they, what I think Matt's got going for him, which I think people overlook, his level of competition that he's fought so far, I'm saying is second to none 
of anybody near him. I mean, Jalen Turner, that's a huge win. He fought Taporia on 24 hours notice. That guy's a, not Taporia, uh, Zarukian. That, that guy's an absolute killer now. So look at the people he's fought. Uh, and, and Lando's another guy. You're not going to get a trickier kickboxer than Lando. So all those experiences that you accumulate, you know, then when you get in there, not, there's no surprises. You know, you've already seen tricky shit coming from this guy. I've seen good takedowns from this guy. He's got a well-rounded resume, man, that I, I, I think people overlook. I mean, I, even as a rookie in fight, that guy's on the verge of probably a title fight. And you fought the guy on 24 hours notice, almost like what Al did with Khabib. I think that's huge, man. Uh, we're going to get that one back, Coach. We're, gonna get, we're getting that yeah, one back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all good, man. I think, like, again, but those are all, you know, like, again, the, the, the win or learn, whatever the, the saying is. They're all growing experience. Nobody's getting out of MMA without a loss or two. You're just not. And some people do. That's why I appreciate I Like, I admire Khabib. Retiring, like, undefeated is, that's got to be hard to do. You don't even know when the first time you're going to lose is. You go out on top, and that's just as hard as staying in there, I think, is making that decision to retire. So uh, those guys are far and few in between, but I, I love to see it. Yeah. All right, coach. So we'll talk to you a little bit about these uh, up and coming fights that we got fight announcements that we got. Are you are you hearing this uh, Marab and Henry fight? I you know. I saw something, but I didn't see Marab post anything. Is that true? Um, I don't think it's official yet, but they're saying they're trying to target it for January. What do you think about that fight? I mean, I look, I love the fight because of the name value, but I, I do think uh, Marab should be fighting O'Malley in December. I think that yep. that is, is the only fair, equitable thing to do is to have – I mean, the guy's the number one container. What the hell is there even rankings for? If you get to be the number one container uh, – uh, the contender. number one contender, and you don't, and you don't have, uh, and and they're giving the fight to a guy that's ranked number six. What's what's the point of that? So I, my heart goes out to Marab. I hope, uh, even though I like the Henry fight for him because I think it's a big fight, uh, I think the fight that he deserves is against O'Malley. The guy's technically eleven and zero in the UFC. Uh, won his last nine, and the first two that he lost, I give him. I don't even agree with it. So uh, that guy deserves the shot. But whatever fight he gets, you know, Marab's got a great outlook on life. So he's going to uh, – he's just one of those guys that puts everything in perspective. And, um, you know, I'm sure he's just happy to be fighting. So Henry's a big name. I think that would be a great fight. That's That's an interesting fight. But I think the fight – that I would like to see. I think he deserves a shot at the title, and that's that's what I would like to see over everything. Yeah, I, I agree with you that Marab Marab deserves his his title shot. But if they were going to screw him out of that, the one fight that I would want to see is Marab and Henry. Yeah, I, I, I agree would, with you. Yeah, yeah, like watching watching Marab shoot all those takedowns on that on on Henry like an Olympic gold medalist. Watch Marab take down Henry like. 10 times in a fight like that's, that would be unreal that's what every that's what every that's what makes that fight intriguing we want to mm -hmm. see that and we know he's not going to stop either so i feel like henry wouldn't be able to keep up i i don't know who we don't know who could keep up with marab at this point i think the best thing that henry will have going for him in that fight is that it's three rounds because marab's yeah. unless they make it a main event which i hope they do they, they have to do that matter of fact 
because uh, Marab's a five-round fight. Anything less than five rounds is actually doing him a disservice at this point because he's not stopping. You saw it with Dion. It just was relentless to the point where you don't even know what to do. You just want to. You want the fight to be over so you can get, yeah. you know, you can get rid of, just go home. Yeah. Now, now, coach, I wanted to ask you about a little bit about your come up. Like you're, you're a keto yeah. and you, you train like, like with like, like Bruce Lee's like training, like the weapons training. And uh, what, yeah. you trained with somebody tra who trained under Bruce Lee. Well, I trained with a bunch of guys that trained under Bruce Lee. I trained with uh, Dan Inasano, Richard Bustillo, Larry Hartzell. Uh, yeah, I like that. I'm always a Jeet Kune Do guy at heart. I love the yeah, weapons. Uh, one of the things I'm going to go back to when I might get healthy is going back to the weapons training. And I've, I've done a lot in the past where I, I translate the weapon. I don't want to get too crazy with this shit, but whatever. But the weapons <laughs> training does tran transfer over to the empty hands. Sometimes I just do it, Scoop. I don't even tell these guys. I just show them something. I don't even want to get into where it came from or whatever. But there's a lot of good stuff in there. And I think it's 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 almost like the jujitsu. It, it breeds creativity creativity you know in everything you do so uh yeah that was my start and I, I you know i think you know bruce for back in the 70s or the late 60s what a visionary this guy was if you go back and look at his stuff it basically was mixed martial arts and that's that's when nobody was doing anything and i was there they were still doing carters and that was it and there wasn't much more happening besides that the fact that this guy was even hitting a heavy bag back in 1969 was considered revolutionary. You know what I mean? Imagine that, <laughs> uh, like a martial arts guy hitting a heavy bag because it was one or the other. You were either doing, you know, either boxing or you're doing karate. So, but nobody yeah. thought about blending it. So he was way ahead of his time. And I think that gave me a good jump start on everything because I had a real open mind when this stuff hit and, uh, you know, I was able to piece things together way better. I, I believe anyway. Yeah, yeah then, I remember when Jiri won his first fight, he said he read that book of five rings book. And then I read yeah, that yeah, book yeah. and they, they talk about like your arms being like swords. And I was thinking of my arms like swords for months after that. Nice. Yeah, I mean, look, whatever, whatever, whatever you could connect to help the guy be better. It's all good. You know what I mean? So I think that's uh you know, it's funny when you read a lot of those books, I mean, nothing really changes. Like, you know, the art of combat is the art of combat. And, you know, I don't, I don't think you have to be told to like a sneak attack is a good attack. You know, if the guy is not ready for something, but whatever, it is what it is. Yep. And then, and then you kind of transition to working with boxers. Uh, well, boxing was a big part of the Jeet Kune Do, So I had a good jump on that plus you know i mean long island everybody grows up slap fighting boxing you know um yeah a lot of friends in the golden gloves and it was always working with them and yeah i think the boxing I, I i look they don't even consider boxing a martial art which it is and i remember asking i think it was brustillo because yeah because everybody does it they want you know they want the weird stuff and the new stuff you know but uh, i was always a big believer in the boxing because I think there's not a better art that tests, tests your courage, your reflexes, your pain tolerance. I mean, who the hell wants to get hit in the head repeatedly and, you know, learn how to come back from that. So when you could get hit in the head and still react the right way, I mean, what, what other art are you getting that from? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you actually need the boxing, I believe anyway, and I've always been successful with that. And then everything else is, you know, icing on the cake. 
Yeah, and when all else fails, you know, all you got is your your hands. You know, you got to rely on those on those mitts. When you, uh, he's got dynamite in his hands. Go look at him. Those are two sticks of dynamite we're looking at. He's got legalized weapons on those fists. Holy crap! You look like Cejudo. Put your hands down. You're starting to act like Henry now. It's going to his head. This podcast is going to his head. He's starting to he's starting to act out. See, uh, whenever, yeah, when how's anything... he doing? How's he? How, look, uh, look, Scoop. I'm impressed. The guy sent me the link to the podcast. I was, I almost fell out or out of my chair. I go, how the hell does this guy know how to send that link? That's what I want to know. He's, he's, he's pretty good at it, dude. He's managing like two links. I sent him two links a day. He manages both links. I can't I'm, believe I'm it. In, I'm proud of him. He gets I'm, better at it every I'm week. In, I'm impressed. I he goes, I'll send you the link. It was over in like one second ago. This guy's actually serious. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I, I got to give uh, Steve Lee a uh, shout out because, you know, just watching everybody at the gym, all their journeys. And I feel like Steve Lee is becoming such a good coach. Uh, you know, he's been holding pads for me. He's getting very good on the pads. He's breaking everything down. I call him Steve Lee Longo now. Yeah. I think you're, rub you're rubbing off on him good, coach. Yeah, yeah, it's actually starting to drink cold, bro. You never see that. Well, you guys are young, but it's called single white female, where the girl gets a friend and the friend starts acting like the girl. Like that's what I feel like with this guy. He can't do anything. I know he'll be driving a caddy next. You know what is a? Uh, he comes driving up in a caddy for a vote. Then I'll be really worried. But yeah, no, he's doing a great job. Uh, he's starting to see the frustrations that everybody goes through. It's not easy coaching because you got to handle a lot of different personalities and. You know, try to be fair to everybody, and uh, I think he does a. He's, he's been a, he has been a big help for sure because uh, I haven't been moving too good. I go back <laughs> back to that time, <laughs> I couldn't even move in the row. I was trying to hold for Favola. He's Maddie's such a nice guy. He wanted to get me out of there without hurting my feelings, but I, I couldn't even move anymore. I basically had to be carried out of the octagon. We had to send Steve in there to finish up. So. We always got that that story to go back on, but uh, yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm coming back, man. I'm I'm back with a vengeance. Trust me. Yep. And then the uh, the way Steve's working with all these amateurs, we got a, we got a bunch of amateur fighters coming up too. It's like I can see the the generation, the next gen, next next generation coming, and the way that Steve's working with them, you know, I'm I'm excited to see uh, just the the future of uh, of the gym and. Steve Lee's right now out in uh, California with uh, Justin Montavo, who's mm -hmm. fighting uh, at Bellator 300 this weekend. And the kid's got a tough fight. We, we lose Ray's, yeah? I think we lost Ray's. Yeah, sure. I just got cut out for, I got cut out for a second. Um, uh, but I know he's out in California with the kid. You guys. So I know him and Al are out there, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Quinta went out too, so uh, – Good luck to us. Give a shout out to the kid. He's got a really tough fight coming up. I think he's going to do great. Uh, but that's off to the kid, man. He's stepping up on short notice and took this fight. So yeah, he's pulled got for a, a big victory on him. He's fighting an undefeated, uh, undefeated Russian guy, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So he's got a he's got a tough fight, but I think it's a fight almost tailor made for the kid. He's going to stalk him. He's going to do what he normally does. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I think the kid's got the tools to, to really do great in this fight. Yeah, Bellator 300. You think, you think this is the last Bellator? I think we're coming to the end, yeah. That's the, that's the rumblings I'm hearing through the grapevine. 
yeah. and the way they the way they kind of act is the way a company starts to act when they they're going out you know you, you know mm-hmm. when i like sometimes you know it's almost like you go into a franchise and the machine's broken for like two weeks like it's just not a good sign like normally you're right on top of that you know they're they're you know bellator is like uh you know even with picking you up at the airport they send like one car one time and that's it you know like the ufc no matter when you get in they got a limo waiting for you they're picking you up they're driving you away after big and i'm not comparing them i mean i'm because there's a lot of things with the ufc we can bitch about but i'm saying i just think there's things that like it looks like they're cutting back already they don't want to spend the money because they know it's not going to be around for long that was that was my point with the with the like the franchise like what am i even putting money into fixing the machine for i'm going to be out of here in two months and a lot of times that stuff comes true so i don't think they're going to be around i mean i i hope the pfl buys them but i'm kind of like dana on that what what exactly are you buying yeah that's true i mean yeah there's like there there might be value in mashing up like the rosters because the pfl could use with a little expansion it feels like they've some of the guys don't get the fights they want right i just feel like the guys now like the betas the uh, phil davis machete they're all got to be 40 years old at this point like those guys can't you know those are the biggest names in there i think page left um you know chandler's out of there uh I mean, I don't even. Uh, it's it's tough, man. I mean, that's gonna that's a that's gonna be a tough go. But uh, I hope it works out for everybody. Sometimes those merges work out really good for people. I know when the UFC bought Strike Force, I know Volante did really good in that deal. You know, because they got to kind of match everything you were doing, if not give you more money. Uh, so I, I'm hoping that's what happens with the kid. He gets picked up by the PFL, and he actually has a better contract. Yeah, and and you kind of see like uh, all the the people who leave the UFC or get cut from the UFC. They used to always go to Bellator. Now, whenever the 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 UFC fighters are leaving the UFC or get cut, they go to PFL now. And like you look at uh, Derek Brunson just signed with the PFL. It's a big signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the beauty. Look, Matt. Even for you in the future, that's the beauty of branding your name, right? I mean, like Brunson's not really a big name, but. For the PFL, if they could get another UFC guy in there, they could probably market that a little bit. You know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, sometimes I think these other organizations, you know, bring in some people knowing they're going to lose, so it makes the other organization look bad. Like, you know, Brunson's not on a win streak. I like Brunson. Brunson's a nice guy, but he's not on a win streak or anything, you know. So, uh, you know, I I don't know if they're bringing him in to lose and they got, a, like, a UFC name guy or – what they're doing, but I, I wish him the best. I think it's great that he gets to pick up a couple more paychecks and uh, see what happens, you know. But uh, I saw they're yeah, actually they're they're giving uh, Derek Brunson is fighting Ray Cooper, so and Ray Cooper was one of their champions. So I think they yeah. are trying to like kind of feed like like the the old UFC guys to their PFL champions to make their PFL champions look good. Without a doubt. And the UFC, same thing with the branding. It's so big. That name UFC just carries so much weight. You know it from being in the gym. Like, I got guys, Scoob, that they don't want to fight anywhere. I said, well, we get you in the PFL. No, I want the UFC. Even if they were making less money, they'd go to the UFC. And that's, you know, and Dana knows that. And that's what he, 
he feeds off of that. He knows everybody wants to be there and he's going to take advantage of that, which he should, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the way you do business. You know, if you know, guys are willing to fight, fight for that, that one spot, you don't got to reach out for the guys like Cedric Dumba, who just went to the PFL stuff like that. Dana White, coach. He looks like that guy. I got to meet Dana White. And I gotta, I gotta get an answer to my letter. <laughs> I wrote Dana White a letter a couple Scoop. years ago. <laughs> Scoop, I want you to give this guy a psychiatric uh, lesson after this. I want you to be the psychiatrist. Let him tell you his problems and see if you can help him out with any. Because <laughs> give him an evaluation we, we, live. Yeah, yeah. I want an evaluation of him by next week. I want to know what you think. Come on, I just want to. I just want a response to my letter. Is yeah. that too much to ask? He might have read the letter already. You don't know. Oh, man. No, you're on a so. roll. You're doing good. You're in a good spot right now. All right, Coach. Well, uh, we're not going to hold you too long. I appreciate you coming in and uh, and talking and doing your thing. You're a legend, and uh, we appreciate everything you do for us. And uh, I'll, I'll see you at the gym soon. Well, see you at five, buddy. Get ready. Yeah, thank you so Still much night. for coming on the pod. It was great talking to you. Yeah. Nice meeting you. Yeah, same here, Scoop. Nice meeting you. And take care of this guy, would you? I like I, I'm I'm like again, I'm impressed he got the link over. <laughs> we gotta talk, we gotta talk about that later. I'm super. I wanna know how you did that. And coach, Very impressive. coach yeah. we gotta we gotta push the sled again today. I pushed the sled. A hundred percent. You didn't do anything yesterday. I know that. You are no, pushing man. today. <laughs> oh, 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 you said you pushed it with strength and conditioning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why you threw that in there? I got I it. mean, I just All let right. you know. All right, this will be a modified workout today. Don't worry about it. All right, you you say I do. You know how we do it. Awesome. Uh, All right, you're you're the best. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'll see you in a couple hours. All right, later, Coach. All right, take take it easy, man. Take care, Scoob. Take it easy, Ray. Take care. All right. I just thought of what Ray's got to say. If if any of you guys get get someone hurt during the fight, he's got to say to you guys, don't make me walk up these steps again. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. I don't want to do it. Not in my house. Not in my house. But, yeah, no, that was awesome, dude. I love watching you guys talk together. That's great. You guys really cook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he crushes it. You know, he's getting really good at the, at the podcast. He kills the Anakin Florian minute. And, uh, you know, you just got to – when he talks, we just listen. For real, for real, he's like a sensei in that, you know, he's got got so much knowledge. You just know so much experience. What he's spitting is wise. I know, except he never believes anything I do at strength and conditioning. I always tell him <laughs> what I'm doing at strength and conditioning. He's just like, he like doesn't believe I do it. So I, I, I got to push the sled again today. <laughs> we'll double it. We're pushing the sled twice as hard today. Hey, you know, I told him make me the next Long Island champion. So whatever he says, I do. Hell yes. Hell yes. But yeah, what do we want to talk about next? We want to talk about we got some new fights. Uh we got Armand Saryukin. He's fighting Vanel Dariush. That seems like yeah. a pretty big fight. Yeah, yeah. I've been hearing like rumblings of that fight for a long time, actually. And I'm I'm surprised why it's not like booked yet. Yeah, it says uh nothing signed yet, verbal agreements in place. That's what Benil told Luke Thomas. So I don't know how close verbal agreements get close to being signed. Seems like one thing leads to another there. Yeah, yeah. I think that fight makes sense. You know, they're both top guys. 
Um, and they're both, I mean, I, I, they seem like they're both healthy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just saw like Armin, uh, did like a Naga tournament and just like won, like that won the belt and like probably dominated everybody at the Naga. Um, that, that'd be funny. You like go to like a Naga tournament, like thinking you're going against some like hobbyist jujitsu guys and you just got Armin like, like coming at you. <laughs> Like you're showing up, I'm gonna go against Mark Zuckerberg, and you see a UFC guy across from you. Yeah, yeah, but that's—I mean—that's awesome that he's uh, competing. You know, that just shows that he's hungry and he and he's ready for a fight. So um, I like that fight with Darius. You know, like off the top of my head, I gotta think that like Armin kind of runs through him, but that's like kind of what I think always about people who fight Darius, and then Darius just surprises me. Yeah, like with Gamrot, I Gamrot couldn't get his takedowns, and he really takes down everybody. So I wonder if that's going to be what happens with Armand, because Armand likes to get to that wrestling. If he can't get a, get that, has to stay on the feet. We'll have to see how his boxing is. Yeah, yeah, that it it'll be an interesting fight for sure. And I'm thinking they're probably going to make that for December, just making that throw it on that pay per view and just juice up that December pay per view card a little bit more. Yeah, that's um, likely. That's what uh, Luke Thomas said. Likely for December, potentially for two ninety six. So yeah, that card is shaping up to be good. But that MSG card—that's the card of the year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I know, Mike, my brother like tagged me in that thing with me as like the the like right after or right before the uh, the co-main event. I don't know if that's official yet, but I'm just hoping for a main card slot. A, a main card spot would be sweet. You know, I'd, I'd get to go to the press conference, but, you know, having to go to the press conference would definitely, I would definitely have to uh, readjust, you know, my fight week schedule because uh, a lot of people don't realize this. They usually do the press conference on like Thursday, right? And uh, mm-hmm. Thursday's weight cut day. You know, I'm always, whenever I'm like watching the the press conference, I'm always like looking to see if uh, I like who's, who's having the tough weight cut uh, because Thursday you cut off all water and usually, you know, on Thursday I cut off all water and I have my, I have my weight cut workout maybe around like 2 PM and I'll do, do my weight cut workout around two. And then after that, I'm like 159, 158. And then I just like go back to my hotel room and like lay in my bed, like, like a corpse, just like laying there, like trying to like sleep and like roll around because my, everything feels so bony. Um, and, like it, it would be, it would have to, you know, I'd have to, uh, move, move things around and make sure I have like energy to, uh, have some good, like one liners at the press conference. You have to wear sunglasses just in case. I hope not. I think, I think I'll be good. But yeah, no, maybe, maybe, maybe you want that, that final prelim slot, you know, you top off the prelims, the cherry on top, then you don't have to do the press conference. We've no, we've done that many times. I'm re- I'm ready for the press conference. I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for like that kind of you know publicity. I'm ready to get on the pay per view so people can watch my walkouts. And uh, yeah, you know I cannot wait for the atmosphere at MSG. You know on that main card for for this fight, I, it's gonna be unreal. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be electric. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then we got one more new fight announced that I saw. Uh, Arnold Allen versus Mosar Evloev. I think that's how you pronounce it. 
that that's a really good fight to me. That's that's like an underrated sneaky fight. Yeah, that is a good fight. Uh, most far is he's good, man. He's another undefeated guy. Um, I met him a couple times at the PI. Um, he's a funny guy too. I got him. I got him to uh, call my brother a pussy on camera. So he was that was cool of him. Um, <laughs> that's one thing my brother, like for the longest time, I, whenever I would meet like fighters, like that he'd like, I would like get a video of the fighter calling him a pussy. So he's got a good collection of of that. I remember those. I remember those. Those are good ones. Yeah. Yeah, Harry makes a good point. We need Timmy Trumpets live in the flesh. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, main card, Timmy Trumpets. I mean, that's, uh, that'd be, that'd be next level. He won't be busy with the Mets. They didn't make the playoffs. So he's, he's got a free schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's, uh, let's just get right into this week's card, shall we? We got Bobby Green, Grant Dawson. But I feel we can't talk about this card without talking about Eon Kutalaba showing up without a beard, just oh. com- <laughs> just beardless Kutalaba. Just t- took it off. Just said no hey, more beard. He looks like he's he's running for Congress. Yeah, he's yes, he's running for office. He said he's not happy with how his career has gone so far. He needed a change. So I'm here for it. I'm here for he- it. He he usually paints himself green, right? Or, yeah, he, yeah, like the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just like screams at people at weigh-ins and like goes crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. So this is a a marked change. Wow. Yeah, I, we got to see the face-offs if he uh, if he like came as like a politician to face-offs and like shook the, shook the guy's hand and was like super nice to him. Now, just a complete like one eighty. Just shows him honor, <laughs> but no, I like I like Eon. I do like Eon. He is a he's a an action fighter. It feels like. Oh yeah. But yeah, let's yeah. uh we'll start at the top of this card. Grant Dawson, Bobby Green. Grant Dawson called you out this week. It felt like. Yeah right. He said, uh, "I mean that, that's good. I love it. You know, I want these. I want people to keep saying my name. That just you know means I'm a big fight. You know, I love it." Yeah, yeah. And I feel like he's he's gonna win this fight. I mean, we don't we don't really have to beat around the bush here. It feels like Bobby Green's style is not made to fight Grant Dawson. Just a relentless get you in the body triangle and just beat the crap out of you on the ground guy. I feel like Grant probably wins this in the distance because it's five rounds. That's a lot of rounds to work with. Yeah, I think it comes down to if- you know, how long Bobby Green can stop the takedown. And if he can land his shots, you know, I think Bobby Green's got the advantage on the feet. Grant's got the advantage on the ground. Um, and, but Bobby can wrestle, you know, he's got, he's got good wrestling. Um, so, at, but with the five rounds, I think it's just, it's just a matter of time before Grant gets, Grant gets Bobby to the ground and kind of just pummels him. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't even be surprised. Maybe a submission, because he, he, he probably wants to finish. You know, he gets a lot of three-round decisions, so gets that fifth, those extra rounds. Yeah, and then uh, did you see the face-off between them today? No, I didn't. I saw it. Uh, like, Grant went out to, like, shake his uh, Bobby's hand, and then Bobby, like, wouldn't shake his hand. And 
got got a little heated, you know. I, I think uh, Grant was like saying that uh, Bobby was going to try to get in his head and stuff, and uh, and I saw Bobby uh, said something like Grant's a boring fighter, so he's going to have to, you know, make an exciting fighter with a boring fight or exciting fight with a boring fighter. Uh, so I mean, it's a uh, it's a good fight, you know. I feel like there's been a lot of that this week. Like um, Joaquin Buckley called out Alex Morono. He said, you know, I keep getting fights with guys that don't promote the fight. They don't do anything to promote the fight. They're boring. They don't talk about the fight at all. So I have to do all the work promoting. What do you, what do you think about that? Do you feel like it's a meet me in the middle thing? Yeah. You know, um, for me, whenever I, look at opponents i definitely you know i don't i don't want to fight boring guys you know mm-hmm. like uh like grant dawson can like spice it up a little bit moreno can spice it up a little bit but well i think more i think they're just you know different you know they're they're the more martial artist types uh the respect which you know i respect but right now in the ufc if you want to really you know get to the top and you you got to at least show your personality and 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 turn it up a little bit, you know, crank up the personality a little bit. Like that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Uh, I, you know, I am who I am. I am a martial artist. I am all about respect, but I try to just turn my personality up a little bit and uh, and show you guys like a little bit of myself, uh, like uh, times a hundred, I guess. Right, right. I feel you, you do a great job of it just by, you know, using Twitter the way you do stuff like that. Some fighters, when when a guy's got a fight on Saturday, this bugs me so much. When a guy's got a fight on Saturday, it's Friday. You look at his timeline. He hasn't tweeted for like five months. Like, what are you doing, dude? You yeah. fight tomorrow. Yeah. And then like even on, on the Instagram, too, it's like, uh, you know, the fight week is where you get all the eyes on your on your Instagram. And that's that's when you really got to, uh, you know, show show the world wh- whatever it is you want them to see. And it's big for sponsors. It's big for uh, it's big for your image and for your career. And uh, that's the day and age we live in now is, uh, you know, hate it or love it. It's the social media you know, world we live in now. So uh, you got to use it to the, to the most of your ability. And some of these guys aren't. Yeah. You got to be willing to play the game. If you want to get the, get the fights, get because there's reasons why Joaquin Buckley gets put on the main card, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Buckley's got a tough fight. Moreno is good, man. He like, I love the, his fluidity with his combinations and like he's been doing this for a long time, very experienced fighter. Um, he's no easy fight for anybody, but uh, I think Buckley at one, at, especially at 170 pounds, he's just a Mack truck. Like he hits so hard uh, at 170, you know, he's putting in that extra work to really make the weight and uh, it's going to be a tough one for Moreno. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how this one plays out because Buckley is, like you said, he's the super explosive fighter. But uh, is it Morono or Moreno? I think it's Morono, but I think, yeah, it might be Morono. But uh, he 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 goes the distance a lot, a lot of decisions. He's like a consistent chip away, chip away type fighter. Yep. So it is a clash of st- styles. I'll be curious to see who gets the uh, who gets the edge here, whose style wins out. 
Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that, that Pfeiffer fight is interesting, too. I, I like that Alassane. Like, I remember watching Alassane, like, uh, like on his come up, like his uh, first couple fights in the UFC. And that dude, again, he's a he comes out throwing bombs, man. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he's he's super fun. He had a great um, media day the other day. They asked him. He, he was really nice to Joe Pfeiffer backstage, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I like Joe. Joe's fine. He's a nice guy. But if it was Buckley, I would have slapped the shit out of Buckley. I don't like Buckley." <laughs> <laughs> so I did want to. If Wyman was on, I was going to ask him if there's anyone in his career backstage he just didn't like is there anyone like you do you not like backstage you've met you're like eh, i don't like his vibe um no no but uh i think the i get think i get the only thing i can think of is uh so before like the ceremonial wins they always uh, line all the fighters up like backstage before you walk out onto the stage and um i remember i was fighting otman and uh otman was in front of me in line like just one one in front of me and like he had like his like brother like bring him a chair and he just brought the chair and he was just sitting on the chair while everybody else is like standing on line and he just has one chair and he's sitting and i remember just thinking like what the what are you doing man like (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's that's the kind of thing where i'm like yeah that's my enemy for the rest of my life oh yeah i was brought the chair out but I loved it. Like I was standing, I got as close as to behind him sitting on the chair and I was just like towering over him, like just looking down at him. And I was like, you are weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, why would you want to sit? That's just, it doesn't, it's not a strong move. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I'm surprised. Like, like you said, Razak, uh, he's got a lot of fights. He's got a lot of fights in his UFC career. This is Pfeiffer's maybe third. He's fight Mearshart, Alan Amandowski, and his contender series fight. I believe those are his three fights. So being a minus 400 favorite with that few of UFC fights, I feel like Alassane might be a live dog here. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, you know, Pfeiffer's got all the hype right now. You know, the whole Dana White beat Joe Pfeiffer whatever um but you know you i i like pyford too you know he's a philly guy um you know seems like a blue collar guy works hard um and you know he's a great fighter but you know uh alasan goes out there and throws i think alasan will be a great challenge for pyford you know i I like that that matchmaking right there kind of give pyford a uh, a challenge right now and i think that's that's what he's got in front of him also, there's a way to test someone's jaw, you know, like early in their career against a fighter that throws bombs, explosives, just to see, like, can the chin hold up to a, a big shot, you know? Oh, yeah, no doubt. And then uh, we got Dober. Dober's coming back. Yes, sir. Dober coming back against Ricky Glenn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dober's a huge favorite, man. Uh, you got to think that Dober's going to beat this guy. But uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I didn't take away his chin. You know, but... yeah, that is always the worry. But Ricky Glenn in his last fight, he did. He looked pretty. He did not look good. I think it was against Giagos. Yeah, and, he got knocked out. Yeah, and like the first round, he just looked a little, a little slow. It looked like he didn't want to be hit. A little gun shy. And that's not what you want to be against Drew Dober. 
I feel like Drew gets him out of there in the first round. That's that's my call. I'm calling my shot there. I feel like Drew bounces back, gets him out the first round. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, Rickland's had an interesting career. He doesn't fight too much. Um, and you know, he he had that he had a draw with Grant Dawson, which uh, you know, that's a that's a great fight. Grant Dawson's a real tough dude, you know, and uh Rick Glenn fought him to a draw. Um and then I guess he just, but I, I want to say he's probably older towards the end of his career. Um, I think, I think this is uh, yeah, 34, not too old, but I mean, I think this is, this is Dober's fight. You know, I'm rooting for him. I always root for the guys that I beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I do. I do like that. I do like that. I, and, I Do- and Dober's just like the nicest guy ever. Like, right? He, how can you not root for him? <laughs> yeah, he was—he was so cool. Like even after we fought, every time I saw him, I saw him International Fight Week, and like he—he like—he like again like came like tried to get like nose to nose with me and have like heart to heart. That was. It's like yeah, we're—I don't even remember what he said, but something along the lines like, "Oh, we're we're all martial artists. That's how it goes." You know, thank you so much. Uh, and then, uh, and then I, I, I took his seats at, uh, at, at the, at the UFC that weekend for international fight week. So the, the UFC didn't give me tickets, uh, but that was the only fight. Like I usually, whenever I go to a UFC event, I request tickets and they'll usually give me two tickets except for that international fight week. I guess Donald Trump was in town and like, and Donald Trump was at the fight and they needed like all those extra tickets for his like security. <laughs> so uh so i ended up like buying tickets like from somebody on twitter in the nosebleeds and i'm just uh walking around uh the stadium just sitting in empty seats like better seats and i just sat, sat in some like empty random seats and then I, like drew dober starts walking down the stairs and he just like looks and he goes hey frivola those are my seats and i just like look up at him like no way man what are the odds that i sit in your seats out of this entire arena and i was like what are you gonna do about it bro <laughs> you gotta fight fight to get these tickets back yeah i didn't really say that but uh i should have <laughs> but yeah no that that reminds me when ray said we went from the nosebleeds to fighting in the cage i was gonna say matt still had to be in the nosebleeds <laughs> in international fight week unless if it's international fight week i'm still at the i'm still in the nosebleeds but hey i'm a man of the people I love the nosebleeds. Yeah, that's all it's about. You're you're just a man of the people. You could sit anywhere you wanted. Anywhere. And then this fight here, match five, we got uh is it it's Anthony Hernandez, I believe. Anthony Hernandez. Alexander. Against, oh, Alexander, yeah, my bad. Alexander Hernandez. Who's Anthony Hernandez? That's someone else. But, Fluffy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexander Hernandez against Bill Algio. This line flipped. Yesterday when I looked at this line, Hernandez was the dog and Algio was the favorite. Now Hernandez is the favorite, Algio's the dog. So yeah. I don't know what changed. This is a close fight. This fight could go either way because Bill Algio is very good. Um, I remember Billy Q was supposed to fight Bill Algio a while back. Um, and uh, Bill Algio is like very well-rounded, uh, but so is uh, you know Hernandez. But uh, the one thing that I want to keep my eye on is Hernandez fought Hernandez fought Billy Q at 145, 
and Billy Q TKO'd him and like just kind of broke Hernandez at 145. And then Hernandez went up to 55 and he like took a short notice and he beat like Jim Miller, like short yeah. notice at 155, which was a great fight for him. And then now he's going back down to 145. So, I mean, I think Alexander at one, uh, Hernandez at 145, I think he might gas out. And, uh, you know, he already got beat up by one bill at 145. I think he, he might gas out and get beat up by another bill at 145. And yeah, that has been his issue at 145. He does, he does seem to gas out. He looks really good that first round. And then classic Billy Q just gets broken in the second and third rounds. Yeah, I think that's like a, a classic thing of like, you know, when cutting weight, you know, works against you. But, you know, maybe he figured out, you know, what to how to how to do it the correct way. Maybe he took that time to really, you know, get his weight down and make 45, you know, uh, better. I, I mean, he made weight. Uh, so you got to think that he had a good cut. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see against someone as crafty as Bill Algio because he is a crafty fighter. So that 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 that's fight of the night potential. It does definitely. Then we got the prelims. We got Philip Linz. We got Ian Kutalaba. This one feels like these are like identical guys. These are both the same guy in a way. Yeah, I mean, except Linz is definitely older. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. 38. I had no idea Philip Linz was so much older. Yeah, but I mean, similar, similar height, similar reach, both big power punchers, both, uh, you know, I want to see the face off to see if Kutilaba screamed in his face, because that was my favorite thing about Kutilaba was like him just screaming in people's faces at, at face offs and just going wild. Uh but, you know, this new politician, Kutalaba, you know, he's all business, just trying to go in there and, uh, and, and switch it up and change, change his career. He's going through a rebrand, I think, like the kids call it, right? Yeah, yeah, rebrand. Yes, that's what the kids call it. <laughs> but, you know, he, he, looking at his career, he's had some ups and downs. You know, he wins a fight, he loses three fights, then he wins the fight. So it looks like he's trying to put together two wins instead of going on a losing streak like he normally has after a win. So he's switching it up for the, the second fight, you know? Yep, yep. And this last fight, uh, the Japanese girl, uh, Kimiko, mm -hmm. she's, uh, I've met her with Mizuki. She's fighting uh, Demopoulos. Yep, yep, Vanessa Demopoulos. Very slick on the ground, slick jujitsu. Yep, yep I, I met both those fighters. Um uh Kimiko is one of Mizuki's main training partners. She was at she was at the gym a little bit. So uh you know I, I always I always root for uh for our Japanese fighters who have been to the gym. Um and I like she she wears like a, like a Nacho Libre mask or or but I guess it's well she's Japanese so it's uh I don't know what the Japanese wrestling mask name is but uh I like that gimmick that she's doing. And uh, she's fighting uh, Vanessa, who's actually a very nice girl. I remember meeting her in Vegas. Uh, she was she was cool. She's the ex stripper who mm -hmm. jumped in Joe Rogan's arms and uh, stole my bonus for uh, for that Valdez fight. I I broke a record and knocked a guy down five times in one round. Probably had the most exciting like one round fights like ever. And uh, 
she got an arm bar and uh took my took my bonus you know, it was a very yeah. slick arm bar it was a slick arm <laughs> bar you both should have gotten bonuses that nice that night yeah yeah, yeah. should have jumped in joe rogan's arms I mean, I feel like that would have gotten it. That would have gotten the bonus. I know, but Joe Joe probably would have dropped me. Yeah, he's not built for that. But I, I am curious for this fight because um, uh, Kamiko Murata, she hasn't fought in like three years now, I believe. It's been 2000, no, 2021. I think she suffered an arm injury in her last fight, it looked like. Uh-huh. Yeah, she hasn't fought in a long time. Um. But hey, same thing with uh, Mizuki. You know, Mizuki didn't fight for a long time. She went out there and got a big win. Um, I think it's a good sign that they were both in training camp together. Um, and you know, these Japanese fighters are super tough. So I mean, uh, I think it'll be a good scrap. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. And then one more actually on this card before we talk about next week's, and then we get out of here. Johnny Munoz versus Aroki Lang, the Mongolian murderer. We got even Oof. odds fight here. So that's why I wanted to talk about this one because we love when the odds are even. I like Johnny Munoz here. And I might be going to the sports book in person today to uh, put some on Johnny Munoz here. Let me because, see who who's Munoz fought. Uh, I mean, let me pull this up. I, like, I like Munoz too. You know, you got to go with the American over the Mongolian. Let's see here. He's fought Daniel Santos, Ludovic Sholinian, Tony Gravely, Jamie Simon Simmons, Nate Maness. All right. I mean, he's got got five fights in the UFC. You know, two wins, three losses. You know, you got to think that he's got to he he's got to come and and bring the heat. Yeah, yeah. And then Aroki Lang, he's fought. Imen Zahabi, Jay Perrin, Cameron Ellis, Cody Durden, Jeff Molina. Yeah, this my, is very close. It's a very close fight, dude. Just looking at these resumes, it's two guys who haven't really fought the strongest resumes. They got wins. They got losses. But my difference here is looking at Aroki Leng, he's fought at WLF Wars in China, which in my opinion is like one of the worst promotions to see on a guy's resume. I've never seen a fighter from there that's actually like good, actually wins in the UFC. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's like the matchmaking. He's 21 and 8 fighting a 5 and 1 guy at yeah. WF Wars, you know? Yeah, there's there's a lot of organizations like that. I guess, you know, the in China like where they kind of just like feed guys people and then even in Russia, you know, you see a lot of like Russians with like crazy amount of fights and then you look and like they're just all these like random Russian promotions that were who knows, you know, how how much of a sanctioning body they have there. Right, right. So just something about that. When I see that one on the resume, I'm like, hmm, something to think about. Something to think about. And then yeah, before- I like that pick. Moon I'm I'll, I would go with Munoz to America. Nice, nice. Now before we get out the door, we'll talk about next week's main event. I'm so excited for this one. This is going to be a war, a banger. Sodi Yusuf versus Edson Barbosa. Yeah, that's a great fight. Yeah, that's a great fight. Sodi, there's both so good on the feed, both two ranked featherweights. We, I feel like we don't get a lot of featherweight main events. 
No, no. Now that now that I think about it, you really don't. Um, yeah, you know, Edson's coming off that that win over our boy Billy Q, um, where he, dude, he's like a, a ageless wonder, man. He's he's just still doing it, and and I'm always amazed with these older guys who go down in weight. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. Like if if anything, when I get older, I'm going up. You know, I ain't going down. Right, you 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 really don't ever hear about a guy like, oh, I'm gonna go down late in my career because it's so hard. You know, your body just can't really do the cut like that. Yeah, Barboza was able to do it. Um, I remember Jose Aldo was able to do it. Um, but I mean, Yusef, he's he's a beast, man. Uh, I remember he had that win over like Mike Davis in the uh, Contender Series back in the day, and and ever since then, I was super impressed with uh, Yusef. And he's, you know, on a two-fight win streak. Who who are the last guys that Yusuf beat? Uh yeah, let's see here. Let's pull this up. Um Don Shanus. I oh that was a short notice one, I believe. Oh, yeah. Because he was supposed to fight Giga, right? And then he couldn't fight Giga, so they gave him Shanus oh, uh, two weeks later. And then uh Alex Caceres. Yeah, who Caceres is a you know he's not an easy fight for anybody. So getting a win over Caceres is awesome. Yeah, I, I I mean, I don't I don't like to doubt Edson Barboza, but I think, you know, I think I think Yusuf will probably take this. Yeah, I I gotta agree. It feels like Yusuf is one of those uh, under the radar, but could be fighting for a belt eventually guys you know he's got a good personality he's funny online he's got all the tools in the cage he's got a good resume too andre feely arnold allen he didn't win but he was still going to a decision with arnold allen so i like him a lot yeah he's got to be the favorite right um yeah i don't know if they have odds yet yeah yeah no odds yet but i would assume he would open up as the favorite might be close though might be close odds yeah, because Edson Barboza, you can never count out. You know, he's just so explosive. And I, I remember uh, that week that Billy Q was going to fight him. I remember seeing Edson, like, in the gym, like, cutting weight. And, like, he looked like uh, like starving Marvin. Like, like, he had, you know, from South Park. Yeah, yeah. He, he like, had, like, his hood on. And he, like, he, he, like, started walking on the treadmill and then he got off the treadmill and he, he couldn't even walk. So he just went to like the elliptical. And I was just like, oh my God, he like this guy's gonna not gonna like survive this weight cut. Um, and I, I Billy Q was doing so good on Edson too. Like everything was going to plan. And uh I, I definitely think if Billy didn't get caught with that knee, Billy was gonna melt him. Uh, but hey, that's the fight game, man. We live and we learn. And, uh, you know, every Billy bounced back from that loss. And uh, now Edson's got, you know, a new some new momentum late in his career. And we could see if he can uh, keep that momentum going against Yusuf. But I don't think so. Yeah, no, me neither. But uh, yeah, that'll be it for us today. No show next week. There will not be a show next week because I will be going out to Long Island yeah. Uh Tuesday to Thursday, I fly back Friday, so we won't have a show. But yeah, I'll be going through the steamroller, uh, the gauntlet. We'll be uh, recording some stuff, chatting it up. Who knows yeah. what we get into? We're gonna have some fun, Scoob. I'm uh, I'm pumped to have you out here. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm super excited. 
Yeah, Wednesday, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to crush my workout on Wednesday. I usually do my like hitting the pads and pushing the sled workout. Uh, so they'll get some good footage of that. And then uh, me and you are going to do a little private. I'm going to I'm going to get you on point, you know, make sure you're ready to go. Because uh, Thursday, Thursday at 6 p.m., we have MMA class. And that's like uh, all the a lot of the pros, a lot of the amateurs, a lot of the everyday guys go go and do it and uh we kind of just do a bunch of drilling and then we spar so and uh there's always like random like georgians or like random like russians there that that i'll i'll make sure that you don't get paired up with so <laughs> yeah that's you, you gotta protect me i gotta get gotta get fed to a can well uh my brother is gonna come so he'll be able to get some work with you and hopefully harry will be there we could get Harry in there with you. Um, Hell yeah! I think Harry Harry's, said he Harry, would be trying to make it there. Yeah, Harry. Harry's got a, a match coming up on the next token choke, so Harry better be there. We got to get him ready uh, to get a nice win. Oh, you got to help Harry cut weight. He says he needs to cut five pounds, and he's like two weeks out. Oh, five pounds! He's there. He's already there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, that'll do it for us, chat. Make sure you give us a like, a subscribe, a five-star review, wherever you're listening. And we will see you all two weeks from now to, uh, I should have looked and saw what card is then, but we will, we will see you all then to discuss the card that's two weeks from now. Oh, it might be, uh, uh, the Dubai card. Uh, oh, we got a pay-per-view coming. Yeah. It might be Makachev, uh, Charlie Olives too. So, uh, we will see you all then for that, peace out.